Hello and welcome to another episode of the RSL Random Fan Podcast, the podcast for Real Salt Lake fans of every age of and level of soccer knowledge and experience. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, I did. I'm, I'm trying to improve it. Where do you put the soccer? Um, soccer knowledge and soccer experience. Yeah, not absolutely. just not just a level of knowledge. We know you're smart. SMRT. Right. So, second game of the season, RSL headed up to the Emerald City. Where, for where soccer started. Yes, it was. Uh, there was a young lady who had a dream, and she had these green slippers on <laughs> in the Emerald City, and she was looking for someone who had a heart. It was. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, yeah. So anyway, starting lineup. Should we get into that? RSL went up to play Seattle and the starting line. Well, I'm Brian Goble. I, oh, I always just jump into it. You uh, do. I'm your host, Brian Goble, joined by... Uh, Brennan Goble. Yeah, and Tyler. Oh, wait. Tyler's not here. He's gone. No, he grabbed a whole bunch of uh, pineapples and... Uh, went on vacation. Thing? Yeah. What are they? Flamingos. Flamingos. Yeah, some sort of joke. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm not catching your joke here. Whatever you're throwing down, I'm not picking it up. Something to do with the swingers or something. <clears throat> like pineapples. And- oh, yeah, that's right. He is a swinger, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope he listens to this. <laughs> no, I think he's... Throw probably- those keys in the fishbowl. Far. <laughs> Can be any... Well, how do... I don't know. I, I assume he's not. Not yeah, it's true. But more power to him if he is. Absolutely. But I'm pretty sure he's not. <laughs> I'm really confident that he's not. But, hey, whatever works for you. So, back to the starting lineup. Real Salt Lake had Zach McMath in goal. And across the back line, Brody, Glad, Silva, and Oviedo. Midfield, they had it like 4-2-3-1. Nope, they did not. And I knew you were going to say that, just well, like last time. Well, that's what they said. So, that's what the no. MLB and Major League Soccer did <clears throat> on the presentation. So, that's incorrect. But it looked like a 4-4-2, right? No, it is a 4-4-1-1. Four four one one. Yes. So, okay, so then we had Caldwell, Ojeda, Savarino, Crylock, Chang, and Julio. Perfect. Yep. So we had Crylock going just in front of the uh, mid four, and then Julio being even farther up there. It's kind of a weird little formation that they've come up with, which is a little different since they're adding in Crylock to the the mix, as you would say. Yep. And on the bench, <clears throat> that was essentially the same lineup as last week, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Then on the bench, a little few changes. We had Hidalgo, Miram. And we had Gomez, the new guy. New guy. Nyman, Moises, the new guy, the 19-year-old. Holtz, Gomez, the old guy. Tomas. Goldie Gomez. Last week we had Beavers as the backup goalie. And then we oh. had Rubin, Musovsky, and Luna. Why wouldn't Goldie Gomez be able to travel? Do they have like a – does his relationship have like a zip code thing where like if he gets to travel to a different zip code, you know, they're not together? Is that I don't know. Maybe is? they – they have like a you get to go this game oh, and you get to go right. this game. You guys are so good that we'll just trade off. And you know maybe maybe Beavers had a test or something. I don't Could know. Could be. <laughs> 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 he, had, he had to stay back for a test. Oh man! Oh, dude. I'm sorry you didn't get your homework done. Yeah, you didn't you do your go. You could have gone twice. So that was that's who we had on the bench. So. Thoughts on the first half? First half. Um, started off positive. Um, moved the ball somewhat pretty well. 
Um, but Seattle came to play. Uh, well, stayed home to play. Um, and really, I feel like we were, I don't know if it was tempo shock or if it was just, we weren't expecting Seattle to be at a level that they're currently at. Um, what kind of isn't fair? <clears throat> Seattle's played more games than anybody, almost anybody in Major League Soccer because they have the CCL. Oh, that's true. They play. They they started earlier. They played some games in the CCL. They they crashed out. They invented crashing out of the uh, CCL Champions League finals. So they look like a team that's played a few more games than anybody else. Yeah, but they, they also look like a better team. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they, um, they look worlds better than they were last year. Uh, that's for sure. I don't know. Did they get new people? I a mean, bear. A bear. Yeah, that guy was a threat up top, like all the day, all day. And I think, uh, well, uh, Rui Diaz is coming back from injury. Oh, that's right. Um, Morris was struggling with injuries, so they look like a healthy team that's played a few games and they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. But to start off, I mean, RSL looked really good. They had uh, um, quite a, a bit of the play, at least the first 15 minutes. There was a play that uh, uh, Chang sent in a cross, and Julio had an opportunity to get on the end of it, but it didn't seem like he... It seemed to be a theme I wanted to talk <clears throat> about during this game. RSL could have been... It seems like they could have been a little bit more aggressive. Or like, dynamic on the ball. Aggressive and dynamic, those are good ways to to uh, kind of talk about it. But maybe that's because we're only two games in and Seattle has a well, few more games. you know, but- we were an unstoppable force in preseason, so, I mean, that's that's got to say something. Yeah, we did play some preseason games. But that's one of the things I thought was interesting. I don't know that RSL has found the groove yet. They spend a lot of time watching. Ooh. Did you see? Did yeah. Standing I don't know. and watching. I don't know what the, the game plan is now that we've gotten our golden boy back wearing the golden jersey. Um, but it does seem that way. It seems like it's, okay, we have the ball. Now, how are we going to thread this ball into the box? But yet, we don't even move the ball up to the box in order to do that. Do you know what I mean? Like it feels like our plan isn't really a plan sometimes. And yeah, I wasn't going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Okay, yeah, we'll wait. We'll, see. we'll see how it goes. Um yeah, I thought it was interesting as well. We seem to have well, like I said, the first 15 minutes um we had the nice pass in from uh Chang into Julio where he he didn't like he really tried hard enough. No. To crash, there's like a, they're missing like he, he's, some he's, aggressiveness. He, it feels like, well, it feels like Julio's trying to be as protective of his of himself as possible. Like he doesn't like to get bodied. Um, he doesn't want to really get aggressive unless it's like the last five, 10, 15, five minutes of the game. So yeah, I felt like we are a little bit soft and we're not as brutish as we should be, especially like in our history. We've always been, you know, that. Yeah, they seem to be not as physical at the moment. There was a good play um, we should talk about, about eighth minute, ninth minute, where Seattle did get a shot off. RSL was dominating the possession and then Seattle kind of, I don't know if they turned the ball over, but they ended up with a shot. There was a... Oh, a somewhat blocked by McMath and it got behind him. 
Yeah. And it was slowly spinning towards towards the goal. <laughs> and, and Grandpa Glad just full on. Where's that? His grandpa? Where's his celebration celebratory dance? What's it called? I, don't I can't know. remember. Old man. Old dance. man dance? Yeah. So, yeah, old man Glad hustled up and barely got it off the line. Like, that was an early, early scare. But, yeah, and there was a, right after that, in about the 10th minute, he had a nice little run. Justin seemed to be trying to get more into the offense, or at least starting the offense. He had a lovely run, and I think this was a great example of the difference between the two teams. Mm-hmm. Pretty much most of the game, RSL RSL did have some bright spots yeah. uh, inconsistently mm-hmm. uh, compared to Seattle, who had more consistent yeah, influence it- on the game. But he makes a nice run from the back line, takes the ball, runs up almost to midfield, and there is no one there. Four Seattle guys uh, converge on him, and no RSL players, which I think is the one thing that I've noticed in the first two games, and it was really stood out watching Seattle play, is that their players, when they have the ball, they come to the ball. Oh, off-the-ball movement. Off-the-ball movement is sorely lacking for Real Salt Lake. There's many times where a player would turn, make a run, no one's there, mm-hmm. or they're very disjointed. Yeah, and stagnant. It doesn't feel like the old Beckerman Morales, you know, triangle passing all the way up the sides. You know, it it does feel like it feels like zone offense. You know, like zone defense kind of a deal. But now it's just like zone offense. Like if if we get a guy on us, we're looking at a whole different zone. There's nobody really there to help us out. Um, and spe- and it's upfield it's midfield farther up upper third and i think not having that and having seattle be able to have that really opened us up in a negative way yeah and what are your thoughts on our approach on the offense it seems like there are two avenues that we take to try and get to go one's the right side one's the left side and we kind of avoid the middle at all costs. Is that is that yeah, what you're seeing? <laughs> yeah, and you know when I was watching it again, it felt like so like Brody had had a couple runs up the right side, and Brody isn't a very big dude. I know he he is. You know he hustles. He does all that, but he kind of got bodied quite a bit as he got closer to the box, and I felt like that was really lacking because there's no. There's no moves after that. There's nothing like it's like we're playing checkers and everybody else is playing chess. We're just worried about jumping over one person, whereas Seattle was three or four moves ahead and they were a little bit more tactical, a little bit more poised over the ball. And it feels like our only arsenal is what you're saying is is we go up the side and we try to send it in. We go up the side, we try to send it in. And Generally, in a four-four-two or the four-four-one-one, um, that's that's great for moving up the sides. You know, fullbacks actually moving up the wings. That's why Oviedo is a really good addition, and that's he's really good at controlling the ball, moving it up, and being a true fullback. But we're not doing anything in the center, like absolutely nothing in the center, and everyone knows that. And it's not like we do it so well that even if they know it, we are going to be 
still successful at it. It's everybody knows it and they have all the counterattacks for that. And we become this dulled sword. You know, it does, it doesn't feel like we're gaining any ground with that style of attacking. Yeah. I was watching, maybe I should counted them, but long balls out of the back on restarts, you know, Zach McMath has a nice big foot, <clears throat> likes to send it in. But the success rate on that seems to be dropping. Mm -hmm. And I know in the second half we'll get there, but it seemed like they did start to play it, try and play a little bit more out of the back. But for the most part, there was a lot of hopeful balls. That's what I kept thinking. That's awful hopeful. That's awful hopeful. Where yeah. when it's almost like an unforced error. Yeah. There, Seattle was laying off, and then you just send it into them? Yeah, you're just, it's a Hail Mary. It's you're just hoping and praying that you get some some movement going forward. You know, we trap the ball and then we can do something with it. But yeah, I mean, I think it was a, a an adjustment from last game because I felt like we we didn't have the legs and we were trying to be that Aaron Herrera sending the ball across deep and setting up that uh, change of pitch. And so we made a different calculation because Brody didn't have the leg. Glad is really the only one that has the leg at the moment. Oviedo kind of has a nice ball, but not not that deep. And so I think that was just a calculation. Like let's let's have McMath, who's got the foot. Let's have him play in, so that way our back line can play higher. But yeah, it was it was not a successful tactic in the first 15, 20 minutes. Oviedo did have a nice run. We did like we did uh, see he we did see glimpses of it but in about the 14th 15th minute he takes off and they go down the right side he had a pass back and forth i think with uh he's on brody's side right no, no oviedo's on chang's no, side he's on chang's side and they had some nice give and go and, and we ended up getting a the first corner out well yeah and give and go that seemed to be a little bit of a uh not happening subject like give and go was being done on the opposite side all day by Seattle, and it was cutting us up. And then the moment we do that, we do have some success, but then once again, once Oviedo had some space, we immediately sucked into the box, and then Oviedo got blocked in his cross because there's no other outlet other than sending it in the box. So one man marking is gonna be able to cover him up. It didn't, it's... Hmm. It was, yeah, it was frustrating. It was I, frustrating, yeah. It was frustrating, because I do think, I don't, I don't think anybody's expecting RSL to be like we mentioned last week, the you know, Spain, Barcelona, the Tiki what do they call it? Tacky Tiki Taki Tacky Tiki. What Tiki Taki? I always think of TikTok. Tiki Tiki That type of you know, possess the ball for nine eighty five minutes out of the ninety mm -hmm. and, you know, win the game one nothing after you score, you just kinda possess possess the game to death. I don't think anybody's expecting that. That's not what Pablo seems to want to do, but it seems to be our weakest part. If you're going to play up besides and be hopeful all of the time, that's really easily defendable. A thousand percent. Which, which we saw, especially by good teams. Vancouver, maybe Vancouver isn't a good team, and we just lucked out. I don't think... I think we lucked out a little bit. Vancouver, I think they ended up losing again uh, this week. So I, I would like to see... A little bit more possession. Mm -hmm. Whenever RSL possesses the ball, they seem to end up creating, even if you possess it in the back, reset, 
Um, but oftentimes RSL still had too many negative balls, mm-hmm. you know, where I think the confidence isn't there yet. Well, I don't know if you could say that. Well, if you watch, I was trying to, how would you describe it? I was so like, watching. are you saying, are you saying confidence in the style that we're playing at the moment or confidence as a team, as in like what the team is capable of, what our identity is? Like, what, what do you mean? All by- of it. Well, if you watch Seattle, because like we said, Seattle is a little more seasoned, seasoned, but also seasoned for this season with the games, they have extra games. They, they were play. double seasoned. Double seasons. Mm-hmm. A little salt, a little pepper. All spies, and um, they they know how to play off each other. They're they're making runs all the time. They're moving off the ball to find space so to become open for the other teammates. RSL, and they're also making passes. Seattle is what I know. RS Seattle is making confident passes, where Real Salt Lake RSL is only making open passes. They aren't passing anyone open they aren't making the bold pass and sometimes when they do they they get intercepted they're a little uh, slow on that but they aren't making they aren't playing with the similar confidence as seattle maybe that does come from not knowing what exactly their style of play is i think i think adding in demir with so much expectation on him and it's it's changed the way we're playing football. Like we're, it's altering the way we're doing things. Like, I mean, we're we're no longer about that. You know, come from behind, gritty, do everything we can to win. You know, hustle, 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 hustle. Lawful send. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like now we're we're feeling like okay, now we have some breathing room. You know, we got we got some very talented players all all able to play now. And now we can go back to a couple of seasons ago where we can we can start orchestrating in a sense and getting getting the balls in di- in dangerous areas. But I feel like we have to build up to that kind of stuff. I feel like we're just all of a sudden like, okay, we're great. This is the formation. You know, our our guy is back. We got we got everything in place. Now let's just go go out there and put it all together. And I think that's I think that's really shooting us in the foot at the moment and we're seeing we're seeing the growing pains and you know all this you know everything's sticking out like a sore thumb like all all of our all of our passes are are being quite garbage our marking is being terrible um yeah the turn the ball over watching the game turn the ball over seattle has the ball they immediately go forward especially if they're in the the attacking third oh yeah immediately go forward everybody turns everybody finds makes a run and gets to space, open space. Whereas Real and not, Salt Lake, not and not like fifty yards away open space. No. Like they're not like switch it to me. They're they're in a position where they can be in the play. And if watching Real Salt Lake, there is still they some they get the ball, they turn, no one's making any runs, they turn around, pass it back. Pass it backwards. They're doesn't happen all the time, but that seems to be happen more often than I would like. And there's there's tons of ways we can get around that. Seattle, Seattle did it. Every time they had a ball, one person's making a run, the other one's um, shifting back. You know what I mean? There's two outlets to every person who's touching the ball, and Real doesn't have that. And it's just a little, 
I don't know. I don't have faith in this four four one one. Um, I don't think that we have. I mean, we have all these great players. We have all these like really great talent, but I don't think they're in the right position. It's like when you're playing FIFA and you're just throwing in random guys because of the number that they have. You know, like they're a, they're a ninety eight, but they normally play wing and you're putting them right at like a striker. Like it just doesn't. It doesn't seem like we're putting our players in the places where they feel like they can thrive. I feel like everything is just a, just an adjustment curve, and I don't I hate that because I don't want to. I don't want to watch my team who has had great success at the end of the season last year now is like having to relearn their identity or who they are. And like when you said that, like that, you know, there are more the other teams a season team. It's like they're not they're they are a season team like real has been in this situation before they've they've been the same coach practically the same team you know what i mean like nobody is really like our back line is the same excluding herrera our midfield is the exact same upper third pretty much the exact same except for golden boy and we just cannot put it together in this game well i think there's a conversation to be had about the quality of our team, right? Mm-hmm. Glad and Silva. I think Silva's had a better start than Glad. I think there's might have been more asked of Glad, and he's trying to fill that role rather than being where he was before, which is fully fulfilling what was asked of him. I think they're asking for more, and I think that's gonna, you know, obviously go back and forth. And I I like um, Oviedo. I thought he had a decent game. He's- He's he's solid. He's not spectacular. No, but he's reliable. I mean, he doesn't have a long leg, but he has an accurate leg. He's not super fast, but he gets on the ball. He creates things. He seems to be in good position. He can get turned occasionally if he gets too close. Mm-hmm. I think there was a first or second half he did kind of get turned once, and they got uh-huh. around him. But for the most part, I think he's a solid player. And perhaps the new Brian... Vera that's supposed to be coming in the next week or two well we'll probably end up at some point being in the starting left back and Oviedo is going to be somebody that that's subbed in as a that could be um some depth there but on the back line I think um they don't haven't looked as solid as they did at the end of the season last year not as cohesive and I really have some I really have some concerns about Brody being that guy for the entire season watching well how do you feel because i mean brody for the most of the season was our left back i mean he was a right a right-footed guy playing left back and he did kind of hold it down most games he was holding it down um i don't know i don't know what it is now that now that he's at right back or maybe you know the teams that we're playing are heavier up the the left side or their left side so brody's taking on more what I mean, how do you feel like... I think that... I think Brody's a fine, fine player. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if Herrera is a better player. We Uh, saw... I'm going to tell you right now. I think Herrera is an A-plus right back or even left back. I think selling Herrera was a very, very bad idea and it didn't make sense in my brain because... That's 
somebody still in his prime, somebody incredibly fit, somebody who has great options to play the style of play that we're literally playing right now. He has every bit of talent to accomplish this style of play that we're playing at the moment, but we let him go and Brody wins the spot. Like, I don't, I just don't understand that because I mean, yeah, Herrera did, you know, he slid quite a bit, you know, he got a pretty bad red card that one time playing defense, but I would, I would rather take one red card of Herrera in a season over having Brody. No offense to Brody, because, I mean, he is quite awesome. Yeah, he's a nice hustler, but I, I wonder if he's going to be able to hold that down because Morris Morris abused him a couple of times. A couple? Yeah, although he did get later on in the first half. He did have a – Brody did have a nice tackle. Mm -hmm. in, in, uh, nice play and tackle and took him out. Um, But oh, we're, we're watching the game, but that was – I love that pass by Lodero. Into oh. a bear. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of pass I was talking about. It was in the 26th minute on the left side. He sends in curling a, in, curling in. A bear doesn't get his foot on it, but it's something out of nothing, mm -hmm. which maybe is the best way to describe it. Seattle create can create something out of almost nothing all the time. Mm -hmm. Good teams can do that. RSL isn't at that point right now with. However, they're playing, and the team they have, although they did have some some good points uh, during the game, occasionally they had some good spells, but not consistently good spells. And they, looking at the stats, they had two shots on goal. What? Two shots on goal. Seven total shots, two and shots on goal. And those came in the second half. I know exactly which two. Uh, well, it might have been Gomez no, twice. No, right? it's Gomez and Miram. Yeah. Those are the only two goals, only shots on goal. Oh, my gosh, man. Yeah, compared to 19 and 8 for 7 and 2 for Real Salt Lake, 19 and 8 for Seattle. So, wow. It really kind of showed that we're just not creating well, great I, opportunities. Okay. Well, I'm going to say it because I, I said I wasn't going to say it, but I'm going to say it. I don't like Demir Krylock. What? I don't like him. What? Um, Heresy. Yes. So if you watch the game, he's not quick. No. Not quick at all. And realistically, what in this game did he really contribute to? What did he? What? What? Well, I think you could say that about a lot of players on the team. Ojeda. He contributed. Ojeda, he did. Okay. Michael Chang. He contributed. He did bring the ball backwards, but... He still contributed it, and he still tried to push the ball up the side. Brody, oh, the whole back line contributed. We know that. Julio was slightly more active. I want to say physical, but more active up front. And I think the reason why he had to be more active is because Demir was not active. Well, Demir did a good job trying to. This was another complaint uh, I wanted to bring up. Demir was trying to run the press, right? He was trying to lead the team. RSL's, verbally? Yeah. But oh, okay, RSL's verbally. press was very disjointed. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. They would have uh, two or three uh, people up top, and then there would be, you know, 50 yards back would be the midfield. It was not consistent, and it was just getting opened up left and right by Seattle. They weren't afraid of the press. It, they did have a few turnovers here and there, but for the most part, 
it wasn't doing they weren't doing a great job with the press well i mean even when i was watching it just a little bit ago there was a give and go with him with uh ching up the side got the ball ching dished it to him to then go run and he totally oversent the ball and then there was another option where um it was demir giving going and chang did a great job gave that ball a little bit farther forward and demir couldn't run it down it's it's one of those things where it's like we're 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 taking away from other positions to fix you know what is not capable because Demir never really went past the upper third. Like, he, he he was on midline, maybe a little bit higher, and that's it. He did come back a couple times to play high on that defensive side up top of the box. But, I mean, well, every the, time they opened could, us up, he was never there. It could be that Seattle just played around him, right? Be well, it didn't seem like it would take much because he would, did not move. Was that how he was two seasons ago? He's not a no. fast guy? Well, and it's like last week. Demir is the kind of player that uh, may disappear for a while. Mm -hmm. But he's having an effect on the game at some point. He's the leader. He's the captain. He's probably directing, motivating. But at the same time, it was like last week. Out of nowhere, boom, goal. Amazing goal. So as he gets older, you'll probably see less of him impacting the game like we did in the past, but at the same time, I think he brings a lot of experience and value to the team uh, as a whole. Right. He's a great guy. I understand that. He's and Julio, great for the team. Talking about Julio, I mean, Julio did come back. I saw him coming back on defense clear yeah. uh, quite a bit, but I wonder, I, he's probably just more effective as a sub, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not to be a Debbie Downer or anything, but yeah, I feel like he is. I love that. I love that dynamic. I love the 2007, like you say. Yeah. I love having speed on the team because it opens up the midfield, if you ever want to use the midfield. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Where, um, so yeah, talking about some more players, I thought uh, uh, my wife, Alicia, reminded me that uh, little, uh, <laughs> little, um, what's his name? Steve Rogers. Little Steve Rogers. Little Steve Rogers, remember? Uh, Scott Caldwell. Oh. He looks like uh, Steve Rogers before oh. Captain America before. Oh, the yeah, that's right. <laughs> we were, uh, he probably... Okay, He'd well, jump on a grenade. He, 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 yeah, he, he would definitely... He, jump on uh, a grenade. Jump on a great grenade for this team, but he had a few moments, but I thought there was a, quite a few players that seemed to be almost invisible that would disappear. Uh, Caldwell was one of them. You mentioned Crylock. Um, Sava, Savarino, I mean, he's your best player. He's your highest played, paid player. Mm -hmm. And he had almost zero impact on the game. It's very Especially true. Especially in so the weird. first half. He came out in the second half. We'll get to that. Played a little bit more. But the first half, he was just almost a ghost out there. Yeah, and I don't know if it was the style of play or where we were going tactically, you know, like if we were trying to work up the other side. But, yeah, and his touch touch seemed pretty off. He was very he was very cold-footed. Oh, we should talk about the field. I'm sure we can blame the turf for a lot of that. But why are there still football lines on oh, the field? Oh, I no idea. Are they play I don't know. I didn't even look. Are they playing the XFL or the USFL to to see how to have uh, one of those uh those spring <laughs> football league yeah, teams no going? But they still have the football lines on football it. lines on the pitch. It was terrible. We can also talk about 
the experience with Apple TV? Um, I think it's everything is a bit of what we expected. I mean, it's a quality product. I love it. I love the clarity. Um, I just I, I love the fact that it doesn't have those three words. The three little letters, <laughs> KSL. You know what I'm saying? Like, no offense to you guys there, but man, it's nice to see that, you know, we can get a good quality streaming service and we could rewatch. I mean, yeah, you have to pay a little bit extra, but I mean, really, well, it's, if, it's worth it. Yeah, you buy a season ticket, get it for free. Oh, that's how you did it, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's why, yeah, we have season tickets. Uh, we've had season tickets since 2008, and one of the bonuses of being a season ticket holder in Major League Soccer this year is you get free the MLS season pass. Oh, that's so sick. it's not an added bonus. So if you don't have it, I would suggest... Man, buy some season tickets. Go buy one. Yeah, go, go get buy- some of the the cheap ones in the uh, South End. <laughs> Excuse that, me. that looks good, though, that South End. That looks and like also it's I think, fun. I think T-Mobile had a deal. If you have T-Mobile, uh, yes, they do. Uh, yeah, it's something about activating a phone or something like that, and you get you get a free Apple TV so on us. Yeah, I've been really impressed with it, especially the the landing page. The whole setup is very attractive, smooth, very clean. I like it. So, getting back to the game, let's talk about the goal. I was really disappointed with the the goal in the first half with Seattle because. It's a good ball. It's a good ball in. You got to admit uh, that. But it is, it's a goal that should not happen. No. There's no but way. Who's, whose fault do you think it is? Because there's two guys on him. The ball gets placed just over Glad's head, and Brody's behind the, the what's his bucket, Morris. And great header, puts it on the ground, puts it in the top corner. Nothing McMath could really do. But, I mean, really, what? who do you feel is at fault here? I think it goes back to the standing and watching part of the Real Salt Lake Ooh. game. Because the ball comes in, they play it, they have a shot, it's scramble in the box. The ball heads out outside. It's about, you know, 30, 40 yards out. And no pressure. Sava and um, oh, yeah. Julio. Oh, you're talking farther up there. Yeah, Sava and Julio just kind of watch um, the Seattle player, whoever it was, Reagan or whoever sent it in. Just kind of watch them. No pressure on the ball. It's not a laser into the box. Mm-hmm. It's it's lofted in there, kind of like we sent the ball in. And Morris is behind Glad, and Brody is right next to Morris, and Morris just kind of bodies him, pushes him off the ball. And it just happens to go over Glad's head. Mm-hmm. And you know when that wouldn't happen is if Aaron Herrera was there. There's I don't no think, pushing him off. No. Yeah. If Aaron Herrera is there, that goal doesn't go in. Nope. And um, Brody did have some good spots, so good for him. But that I don't think that, that that's a goal you look back and that should goal should be defended 99 times out of 100. Number one, <laughs> pressure on the ball. You just can't let him. Send in a can't give him space. You can't space give him breathing. Send, send in that. Send that in, and then get pushed off the ball. And it's kind of a turf goal too, because if that hits grass, maybe it doesn't get up and over McMahon. Oh yeah, like he's he's still got a shot at that because yeah, it's, yeah, I could see that. But I, I don't think it's McMahon's fault at all. I think he got hung out to dry on that one. Oh yeah, I mean, 
there's not i mean <laughs> it's a big goal for one guy to to defend and he was i mean he was doing his job i just think yeah i think the ball in was a very successful ball but like you're saying i think yeah there was a breakdown there of of defense but i mean right after though ojeda had a pretty sick run which led to another negative thing but it was like one of those touches where he like flicked it up over him and then he spun and ran and he he had open room up the center and then he sh- he just passed it out the side to Chang and then it felt like S- Seattle's like oh we knew you were going to do this and then it gave them time to set up a defensive play and yeah as much as i was uh, kind of bagging on Caldwell that was a nice run by Ojeda and i'll get back to Caldwell but uh, ended up with a throw-in, right? And they have the throw-in with Brody. Mm-hmm. And then Brody makes a terrible pass, and it gets picked <laughs> off. And Morris takes it around Glad because Glad's up so high. Oh, yeah. Up, so up, so forward. And we almost got burned on the counter, which we tend to do when we get up there close. But uh, Caldwell, little Scotty Rogers, did come in. And he jumped on that grenade for us. Jumped on that grenade and made a nice defensive play and st- stopped the, the breakaway because it looked like – they were headed for goal number two in the second half. Yeah, and they were they were heavy pressure, heavy pressure um, after that first goal. I mean, they were still they were still moving it up the field quite aggressively. It felt like we were always half step away from the ball. Anytime we passed, it felt like we were shocked that it was coming to us, or it was just coming. The ball was coming way too fast, or I don't know. There was just something, and it just felt like Seattle knew our plan the entire game. Like they they did their homework. They how can you not looked at know film? Our, how can you not know our plan though? I I know. I mean, we're a one trick pony, and it's it is not good. It is not good. I mean, there were there were some there were some uh, what you call it? What's the word? Guards, I guess you could say, that allowed us to to be successful. And I think one of them left. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just don't, I'm not on the Demir train, man. I just can't do it. I mean, but that's also, I didn't pay attention to the season of dreams that he created two (laughs) years ago. Um, But I I think uh, there's, it's still early and we'll see if they can get things turned around. And Seattle, give them all the credit. Seattle's a better team at the moment. They may not be by the end of the season. Maybe RSL makes some changes. We, all those rumors about, uh, well, I don't know if there's a ton of rumors about, you know, Elliot Falls saying they're still going out trying to find a nine, but they definitely need to bring in some oh. more players. I think there's some talent here, but um, I think it's a very talented team. I think, I think, I mean, that's what's really exciting to me like where i, I still want to yeah. talk about rsl is because they are talented we have an opportunity um i feel like i just we're we're a team now where we shouldn't have to be waiting until mid-season for us to start you know figuring things out well I, we'll find out but i do think there is some talent on the team but i don't think this is supporter shield um, oh, I don't. I don't know if RSL is ever going to do that again. Well, they've never won the supporter shield, but they've been they came, up there, came close, yeah. And I, what I don't want this team to be is what they were the last year and the year before, and that's that team on the bubble in the last last um, 
trying to find fight for that last playoff spot. They need to start inching up the playoffs, inching up the the table there. So we're fighting for a home game, which if they finish eighth, they they will get with the crazy playoff system that they're going to have moving forward, or at least this year. But I, I think there's some room for improvement. Also, you know, Loffelson wasn't in the game, so perhaps that winner well, at home – uh, yeah, pairing back up with Ojeda that would make a difference. Caldwell, he was um, watching the game again. The first time I watched the game, I'm just like, "Where's Caldwell? Where's yeah, Caldwell?" But then yeah. the second time I watched, it, it seemed like you had a little bit more impact trying to watch with a less critical eye. Yeah, and you can't. I mean, he's still he's still doing his job. It's just like one of those guys. It's just like he clocks in, he clocks out, he gets the job done. You know what <laughs> he I mean? Lo- he does look. He looks kind of out of place. I love the way he runs. He looks like... <laughs> You're still laughing at his jersey, the way it fits. jersey, and yeah, he, he just reminds me of a kid at recess out there. Yeah. But, and, and I'm the crossing guard. But uh, but yeah, so Lofelson, I'm not sure Lofelson would have really changed the game. I mean, I think, I think we would have been a little bit more active in the midfield, possibly been able to play off each other. But yeah, we're still... We're still missing some pieces, but first half overall, I mean, we held them off to one goal away. That's always good, you know. Yeah, we were still in the game. I thought RSL, they're not bad, and <laughs> I I didn't have didn't have an opportunity to watch the game at that night. Yeah, out of town doing some other stuff. Um, well, it's okay if, so, if RSL is not that high on your list. But they understand. I mean. That's all, that's up to you though. You know, you live your life the way you live it. <laughs> we were we were in California uh, for my wife's work. So oh, was, that's right. Okay, yeah. that's a good car. Which is play. another which is another story. Thirty eight hours of driving. But anyway, where were we? Uh, we finished little, the first half. <laughs> headed for halftime. <laughs> um, Tyler. Oh, we were talking about <laughs> uh, little Scotty. Uh, yeah, little Scotty. Uh, yeah, being at recess. Every game. Yeah, looking like he's a recess. But um, there are some players I thought didn't have fair, fair, fair very well in the first half. I thought Saverino was a ghost. I think Crylock, the same thing. I think he might have had more impact than we thought. Um, but Orange Slices, it's halftime. We need the whistle. <laughs> orange Slices, who would you give your Orange Slice to for the first half? For the first half, um, I got to feel like Ojeda. I mean, I feel like he was fired up. I feel like he was a presence on the field. I mean, he did move the ball up pretty well. But it's, uh, I don't know. It's its kind of hard to say who would really get an orange slice because, I mean, we don't have our scapegoat, Loffelson, who hustles the most. And, and he promised he's not going to spit on anybody anymore. Yeah, no spitting. <laughs> I, I didn't see that in the game, and uh, I have a thing. I, uh, I hate phlegm. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh. It, so yeah. I never watched the replay. It's like, I don't want to I don't want to see anybody spit on anybody. Phlegm just drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it is. It's kind of like cat puke. Oh, yeah. You're just like, my well, wife, my wife has to clean up all the cat puke. <laughs> Not that we have a ton of it, but whenever it's like, whenever it's like, you see cat, because oh, oh, it oh. looks like poop, but it's not oh, poop. oh, it just makes me want to barf. 
But anyway, I, I thought that was uncalled for Jasper. He got a two-game suspension, but they appealed, so he'll be back. Only a one-game suspension, so he'll be back available next week uh, in the next game. But So who did you give your orange slice to? I think Ojeda or Oviedo. I think both of those guys put in put in the effort. I mean, excluding, you know, Glad and Silva and all that. I just feel like the ones that brought the most opportunity would be Oviedo and Ojeda. Those are some good ones. And I if, if you give two, I'll give two. Oh, might as well. Let's hand them okay. out. Okay. So mine was McMath. One of them was McMath. I thought he had fair play. That's a good one. He had the nice save in the 44th minute against DeBerry. He came out. Yes. Pretty close. I think he would have been onside. Though, because of Brody. Yeah, I think Brody. Get, come on, Brody. Don't be hanging back there. Yeah. So I, I McMath, but the other one, Chang. I thought Chang had a very good first half. I know that's surprising. We, but are, I thought, we are eating everything we've ever said about this guy. <laughs> Although Chang would have a good game and then have four... Four stinkers, four howlers, it seemed like. But for this game, especially in the first half, he kind of stood out as a good player. As having a good first half. He came back on defense. He sent in some nice crosses. Uh, he was the one that sent in the cross that early on that uh, I thought Julio really could have oh, yeah. attacked been more aggressive, aggressively and yeah. got around the Seattle player, have a little bit more desire there. So, yeah, that would be McMath and chang uh, i don't know that's a that's crazy man so i do i do feel like especially last game last game for chang it felt like he was just kind of set up to fail in a sense it's not like you know what i mean like there wasn't enough alternate like any adaptive options to happen you know what i mean it, we we have one goal that's it there's no backup plan there's no like you know, if our pass isn't good, we got this guy, blah, blah, blah. There's no there's no depth to our game plan. No, and I keep coming back if we're trying to describe our game plan. Naive? Uh, yeah. It doesn't feel very complex. It feels like, I said, a lot of standing and watching. Well, I mean, it's not very complex because, I mean, Seattle seemed to know everything we were doing. I mean, we could have, yeah. Anything else at halftime? We could talk about the officiating. The refs for the game was Victor Rivas in the center. Good, good, good ref. I thought he had. I don't think he – he got conned a few times because Seattle, they can't go one game without flopping like – Well, he did hand out one flop yellow card towards the end of the game. Uh, what was it, up on the sideline? What's his bucket? Um, I think he was, he was playing the ball and Miriam was on him. And he fell down, grabbed his face, grabbed his legs, but nothing really happened. He yes. gave him a yellow. Seattle ended up with two yellows. Is that what it was? Something like that. I, there, sh- there should be more yellow. I think cards. we had one yellow and they had two. I had the yes. Uh, wasn't New it was Ojeda. Ojeda got a yellow. Oh yeah, for pulling back New Who, and then New Who got a a yellow in the second against half Gomez for yeah. Gomez professional we'll, we'll fouls or gentleman fouls. But I thought Victor called. Rivas and his crew had a very good game. I I think so. I mean, if Tyler was here, he'd probably point out 15 different things that he did wrong because Tyler hates refs. That's true. I think we've we've established he that. He doesn't like backheel passes and refs. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand. Yeah, just play straightforward. Absolutely. Play straightforward. No fancy crap. That's it. That's it. That's what we say in tennis, you know? He, Square to the net. Let's go. He never got to play fancy soccer, so why should 
you. Back to basics. And one of us should be like making higher pitch noises because time. What? There you go. <laughs> is that is that it? Is I think we're good? missing that. That's kind of what the dynamic we're missing. Oh man! I don't know what else to do. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> if you guys are missing your Tyler fix, we'll try and... <laughs> we'll, we'll, add in, we'll add in some of his no, uh, sound effects. What? What? I can't even get that high. So So, anyways, when I, w- when I was the star center back for Hunter High School, um, <laughs> back when they won everything... No, I'm just kidding. Remember they won that playing game? Oh, yeah, they did. That playing game. They were an all-star team. And they got the trophy. Then. Yeah. In the banner. Oh, that's so cool. Hunter High, 19, probably 93 playing game banner over there. It's really big. It's bigger than the NYCFC championship really? banner in, in New York crazy. Stadium. Yeah. Wow. It's and huge. It, it's, is it at Utah or, or in uh, West um, Hunter? Uh, yeah. I think it's really? on the outside. I think if you just go by, I think they have like a little ceremony every year to Really? Their whole team I, the whole I, team gets together. I went there all three years. I never once saw a banner about a plane oh, yeah. soccer team. No, it's there. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Well, the whole team, they get back and they, they have a commemoration every year. Yeah. Candlelight vigil in front of the banner. Really? Like, we were greats. We were greats. We we were the greats. Yep. Teams. It was kind of like that I Am Legend. Or not I Am Legend. What's... <laughs> 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 Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, they turned into zombies. They didn't like the light. Okay. So, halftime over. Um, On to the second half. RSL came out pretty strong. Bounced back. And they became physical. I think there must have been a nice talking to in the halftime locker room. Because you know who showed up right in the start of the first half? Julio. Saverino and oh. Julio. Oh, yeah, Saverino. Saverino. It's like maybe they suggested that you're the guy, man. Yeah, let's go. Like, let's go. Take this game over. You you drive the Rari. Everybody else is driving the Yodas. So you better hop in your Rari or play this game. So, yeah. And I and it felt like we, we were motivated. We were pumped. Um. Still in the game. Still in the game. That's I mean, one thing about this game. RSL was always in this game. Absolutely. It was there to be taken. Kind of like uh, Vancouver. Vancouver, we had a, a five-minute span there where we picked up two goals, some great play, turned the game around. They just couldn't find that little snippet of play to really get in the game. They had a few opportunities, but because Seattle didn't run away from them. No. But they sure kept kept going with their game plan. Um, they knew they knew we weren't going to be super aggressive to anybody on the ball. You know, we're just going to apply pressure, but we're really not trying to steal the ball from them. Like it, it, it just seemed like they knew that. You know, they knew if they just stayed on the ball, they would have the ball that they can kind of orchestrate, and we are just going to try to you know get in there and block it. Where they certainly didn't didn't feel like Seattle was scared of Real Salt Lake. No, they. I don't that think kinda, that was a point that, they were. That that could have played into it. Um, it was a fun game to watch. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, mm. RSL didn't play as well as they could have, or maybe they played as well as they could have, and Seattle just played better. Mm-hmm. But um, 
Second half, it did start out well for Real Salt Lake. Um, they kind of had – it was uh, about the, the second goal for Seattle came in about the 58th minute. Is that right? Yeah, yeah 58th minute. And another goal where that just had no business happening. No. No. Because now, – And uh, watching it again, you know, the setup and stuff, I didn't understand Oviedo's positioning. I don't know. He he decided to go cover uh, near post rather than pressing up and covering the guy on the ball. Well, mm-hmm. also, too, um, Brody got sucked in. Mm, yeah. So Brody got sucked into the middle, and he, he let Morris. There was a pass behind them. Morris gets open on the baseline, whatever you call it, end line. Mm-hmm. Baseline's basketball. But end line, which RSL seems to be uh, allergic to. Yeah. They're in this Later on in the second half, there are some plays where they get to the end line. Kind of started early. Sava came in, got to the end line, sent it back in. Nobody was there yeah. on some of the passes. But they get to the end line. He sends it in. McMath makes a... Uh, he palms it away. Nice save. Good save. Um, but before that, he the ball comes in. He saves it. And then Justin Glad has an opportunity to clear it, but he's off balance. Off balance. He panics and doesn't clear it well. Nope. Maybe that's the part where communication comes in, where the goalie, somebody says, no one's on you. I don't, yeah, free. What would you say? Or some, free, yeah. control. Yeah, that's what I would say. When when I played, you know, wrecked soccer, you know, back in the day, you know, we took a lot of trophies. But I think everybody <laughs> got a trophy. Um, but yeah, like we would say free or wolf if somebody was on him or something like that. But yeah, it did it did seem like a little bit of a panic and he tried to do the best he can while being wrong footed. And it went right to a Seattle Sounder and homeboy made a good kick. Um what's his uh, McMath Cleared it just enough to where our guy couldn't get it. The other guy could. Oviedo stayed close to McMath to cover, cover near post, which is probably what he's trained to do. But in that situation, I would be more inclined to press and try to make myself bigger if I was the left back, just like a goalie would, you know, on a breakaway. And I feel like, I feel like that goal really told the story of the game. You know what I mean? We we definitely lost, but it wasn't like we didn't play the game. You know what I mean? Like, it happened. Yeah, and there's probably more, you know, that goal, that there's probably more defense for that goal than the first goal. The first goal, I think, is totally defensible. I don't know that there's any excuse for the first goal, personally. You know, if you're a coach... You know, you can't uh, go scoreless every game. Right. And goals are going to come in. They're going to happen. But those are defendable goals that, that shouldn't happen. Put pressure on the player. Don't let him get off a nice, easy shot. And don't get bodied off the ball. I know. <laughs> um, but I thought the second goal, it was a little bit more scramble. RSL had a ton of opportunities to clear it. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. And they got punished. And nobody's marking the guy in front of the ball. Hey, Bear looks like a great poacher. Yeah, very, 
very clean clean poacher there um very he was very threatening entire game second half i think he was even more threatening i mean the first half he was right off the bat i was like oh this guy this guy knows how to run behind people this guy this guy was like bobby wood uh last season a couple games you know he knew how to run behind the back line um yeah i was kind of surprised reading up a little bit before the season there wasn't a lot of expectation for a bear to be a standout player because he is a little bit on the older side but it turns out they were wrong good Absolutely. job craig weibel bringing him in um so yeah so rsl ends up going down two nothing on goals that really could have been could have been defended mm-hmm. but at the same time i think right before the second goal Saverino, they did have some nice play and Saverino did get a shot off at the top of the box, but he kind of uh, uh, pobbled it, <laughs> <laughs> sent it, uh, sent it up, and out of the stadium. Oh, why? You know, that's another guy. We totally forgot about him. So there could be. He's uh, Pablo's in Argentina. He should be back. I don't know if he's. Gonna, I don't know if he's going to be playing the next game. If he's back game. in time, mm-hmm. but he's got. A, he was working on a visa and getting his green card. Um. And so he will be, he will, hopefully he'll play a bit nice, big factor moving forward. Yeah. So we're just watching the goal again, and yeah, oh, they were yeah. just all kinds of areas for improvement. Yeah, um, it was It was kind of like watching. I think you're right. Comes back to the pressure. Oviedo kind of made himself big, but he could have come out. Could have come out, but then also Silva, the Silva was caught looking too. I mean, he wasn't, you know, I mean, it was, it happened a little fast, and it just, Everything seemed to break down. And Seattle seemed to be all on the same wavelength. Yep. They're very dynamic. Lots of movement all over the place. People looking for that open spot. Give and go, give and go. Give and go, come out. Oh, yeah. And then see if Oviedo comes out. Maybe he can't pass pass to um, a bear. And also he puts a bear offside. Absolutely. Oviedo kept him on side by not coming out. It is bang, bang. Yeah. But that comes back to our thoughts on are they watching and reacting or are they being aggressive, which was Seattle doing a better job being aggressive. Mm-hmm. So we go down 2 nothing, and right after that, we see some subs. Finally. Early subs. Finally. Nicely done. Although uh, Gomez, Gomez came in for Chang and Rubin came in for Julio. Right after the, um, and I was trying to think who did. Maybe we should have kept Chang on. Uh, 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 but, but who who would you sub in? Uh, who would you sub in Gomez for? Um. So looking at it, I mean, I think Chang did have a good game. Um. I do think Gomez offers a more. You know. Oh, I agree. He offers more, so I don't. I don't see that as a bad sub. I kind of wanted to see Julio staying on. Um. I think Julio staying on, we have a better chance. Um, holding off on putting Ruby or Bean up top until a little bit later. And I don't know. I mean, I'm really hoping for Vera back because my thing was is like I kind of wanted to see Oviedo come out because he does look a little gassed. Um, and we need to be a little bit quicker up that side. But I don't know, man. I, it felt like we didn't have all the pieces. And I... I wanted to see Caldwell out for, like way earlier because 
there was a couple times when he didn't move it up into the upper third and he had the ball at the top of the box and his 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 thought process was never on goal. It was who am I passing it to? You know, there was never an indication that he's going to shoot. You know what I mean? Like and I think that was really lacking and that that needs to be our our two center uh, uh center midfields need to be goal oriented. Yeah, I wonder if because uh, in the seventy second minute made two more subs. You had Luna come in for Caldwell, mm-hmm. and maybe adding Luna in the sixtieth minute instead of the seventy second minute might have been a good option to play off of Gomez. Unpopular opinion: Miram for Krylock should have happened way sooner. They Unpopular opinion: <laughs> They could have made all four subs in the sixtieth minute. And yeah, like when I first come, came here for the podcast, I was like, you know. The very last the very last team on the pitch at the end of the game, that is the starting eleven for me. Like I feel like yes, I I, I know You Cry- could probably leave Cry Crylock in for Miriam, but no. Crylock with having Gomez and Luna around him, Crylock probably has a better game because then he has players with skill, especially Luna, with a little more Krylock, I think, is going to do better with a better midfield around him. I don't know why Luna's not starting over Caldwell. That doesn't seem to make sense in my mind. That's what I I'm like. I'm I'm thinking Luna is a, definitely a starter at the moment because Ruiz is out. We got Lawfulson out. So, I mean, I think Luna should be the next in the pecking order. Um, yeah, you can keep your, your golden boy in there. Um, but I still like Julio starting at the moment. Well... Rubin came in and did nothing, virtually nothing. Um, I I think we are severely lacking. Personally, I'd, if you're going to have, you've got a guy that has a skill set that is speed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, and then you've got a guy whose skill set isn't speed and is supposedly poaching. So why not have Rubin start, go 60 minutes. See if you can poach. See if you can poach. Like a nice egg. Then you send in your speed speed guy, your Julio guy, to get behind perhaps a tired team. But here's the thing. That's my thought process, but I think I've proven that. I don't know nothing. No, that's true. You know, you didn't play growing up, but hey, not everybody's perfect. Nope, that's what TV's for. Absolutely. But um, I see your point, but I still feel that like... If we put Julio in, we have to have a faster upper third regardless. We can't just have a sole one guy up there that's super fast, and then we have Crylock. Like, I mean, unless we change the formation, you know, like a 4-2-3-1, a 4-3-2-1, something, something where it's not Crylock relying on the fast break. Well, I think if Luna and Miram or uh, Gomez. I think Gomez has wheels. I think Gomez and Julio could be a very dynamic duo because Gomez, as soon as he finds his uh, footing in the game and he knows his place, he is going to be masterful. And I think Julio is going to be able to get all of his hard work into the net. And I just... It feels like right now, Krylock 
Oh, okay. I'm just going to shut up about Crylock. I bet everybody else wants me to sh- shut up about Crylock, too. So <laughs> well, I'm I just not going to say I, anymore. I think it's a good point that, you know, he didn't have a great game, but he was there. Uh, I wonder if having Luna start around Crylock, somebody that has mm-hmm. um, some flair, some, some flair, ability on the ball, on the skill on the ball that can bring Crylock into the game, that Crylock can bring into the game instead of passing back to uh, Caldwell to pass back to McMath. I think. Perhaps there is uh, some way to manipulate the lineup to where you get a little more technical players on the ball. But that's kind of how Pablo doesn't necessarily want to play that way. Who wants to go down the wings, get it to the uh, Zava and whoever's outside, and then kind of work it back in. We obviously don't go to the end line, to the baseline, the end line, very often and bring it back into the box. Um, what a team we would be if we could bring it up the middle of the box, middle middle of the field even, you know. And we saw that. I loved the. There was a, a play uh, after Gomez came on where he's on the right hand side. Um, I don't know if it's Oviedo or Heda passes him the ball. He he looks up. No one's on him, and so mm-hmm. he cuts diagonally across the midfield towards the corner of the box, finds Sava, Sava, and what does he do? Does he stop? Does he stop? No, No. he keeps going. Sava, give and go. Sava gives him the ball back. A little bad pass, a little behind him. Mm -hmm. And then he gets into the box and he fakes left, cuts back to his right foot, and Seattle's all over him. And what are the other RSL players doing? Standing. Standing and waiting. And who is standing? Crylock. Exactly. Instead of coming to them, finding a space. Yeah, getting getting into a window. I mean, that was my thing when I played was, you know, you need to find the windows. You need it. You need. You cannot be in open space if there is zero window to you and the ball. So, where where was the window? Like, I mean, our we were just like, oh, we can just rainbow it over the Seattle Sander guy. No, it was. It's just yeah, not a not enough movement. Can't say it enough. Beat beat it with the dead horse. Yeah, I I totally agree. Like I said, I don't expect RSL to play like that all the time, mm-hmm. but they seem to have uh, plan one A, and then no B, no C, and then D, and then D. Well, it's yeah, kind of like whatever's left, you know. Yeah, because Gomez did have another play as soon as he came in. He got to the end line, sent it back, and Krylock. What? Oh, oh Krylock, I'm, so, I'm uh, sorry. Well, the yeah. the the guy that's like really really good. Okay. See, my thing is, we, last season, made a lot work. We made it work, right? X-Dog. Yeah. And Krylock wasn't there. We spent an entire season without him. We made it work. We made it to the playoffs. We we were even, like, top three at one point. And we're still... We're not like I mean, why why all of a sudden is it Crylock automatically in? Like, yes, he's healed, all that stuff. Well, we haven't seen practice. We well, we haven't we haven't seen him in games. We haven't seen him in games that matter. Not preseason, that's a whole different vibe. But I mean, if we're not gonna start Gomez where we spend four million in a transfer window for, if we're not gonna start him, why does Demir get the start when he hasn't Proven himself well, I guess. Last game he scored a goal. I think you're being a little harsh, but we'll find out. I think next week. So as we know, there were RSL did have a few opportunities. Um, 
late. Seattle did have some opportunities late. They they hit the post, saved us from going down three nothing. Oh yeah. I mean, Gomez did have a nice ball, um, little outside the box. Tried to put that in. And Fry looked like he bumbled it for a second. Looked like a little more heat on that, and it might get through. Yeah. Fry. Fry's known for uh, slippy fingers. Slippy fingers. Yeah. Um, but then also Miram had a beautiful like ball r- first touch curling and it was so far away fry fry saw the angle and cut it off but that was a that was a great ball by miram and another quality player that we have in our books you know what i mean like what a good player to have but and i thought luna i thought luna played well i thought he i can see where i can see where pablo is a little hesitant he's, to play he's him. younger um yeah but maybe he's a guy maybe he's a guy you, you start give him 60 and I, then, I still think that Atlanta game last season has just really put him on such a low part of the totem pole. Like, yeah, I think it's had a it's an unfair unfair start in general. I think I think he it was not the right play, time to play him, and then now that's really painted a picture for him in Pablo's mind. So RSL goes on, um, like we said, didn't feel like they were out of the game. No, still fighting uh, at the end. But you know, Seattle probably didn't feel threatened at all either. So it wasn't a game where Seattle ran away from us. I think if RSL, if they felt RSL was ever in danger of really getting on goal, maybe they step it up and and put a little more pressure on us. But they did have some. McMath saved us a few times late in the second half. True. So we lose two nothing. Two nothing. Darn. And um, next week, it's going to be home. The first home game, March eleventh. Hopefully, there'll be snow off the ground. Absolutely. And it's not going to be frigid. Um, and then everybody gets their free scarf when they buy their ticket, which is really nice because the first home game, you get that special scarf. Thank if you, you bought ticket, if you took care of the, uh, took advantage of that giveaway, yeah. of that option. And so what are your thoughts? First home game. Austin, I think, has, Austin is right now in CCL. Mm-hmm. They played um, a team. From the Dominican Republic, but I think they played it. No, from Haiti, and they played it in the Dominican Republic because of security issues. And I think they lost four to one. Oh wow! They got waxed pretty good, and so I think they have a follow up game next week. So we'll see if they have their starting lineup. Their starting eleven. Oh yeah, we could we could be a little. They could be there. rotating, but they've also started off the season not so well. I think they lost their first game. So it should be interesting to see which what the starting lineup. I don't expect the starting lineup to look as similar as it did this week because I think you're going to see Loffelson back and maybe maybe it's the game Luna and Loffelson start. Could be, could be. But we yeah. shall see. Anyway, scores around the league. LAFC beat Portland Took three to two. Three to two. That's always nice. Portland could lose every game, and I still wouldn't be happy. They should lose every game twice, and then maybe. Atlanta, Toronto, 1-1. to Columbus and the D.C. Rooneys, 2-0 for Columbus. My boy Rooney. Miami, another strong showing. They beat Philadelphia 2-0. Uh, I think Miami might be a team to to look and out, watch out for this you year. You know, what's a little surprising here, uh, New England 3-0 over Houston. It's amazing that New England is still being able to – pulled together games without uh, Caldwell. 
Yeah, it's crazy. I think that's a little insane. Well, they so, do have Bobby Wood now. So oh, that's perhaps. true. So uh, maybe, yeah. I didn't see the I box mean, score. I mean, that teeter-totter's only going up a little. So, And yeah. Houston, where, what happened to Tate, Schmidt? Uh, yeah, Schmitty, where are you at? And Corey Baird. Come on. Corey Baird. Corey Baird and Tate Schmidt. Come on. You can do better than that. Yeah. It was the battle of the of the former RSL strikers. Yeah, and I bet Tyler would have a story about it. Oh, yeah. That one time he met somebody. Or that he was yelling from the stands. Yeah, yeah. He was yelling. He, always, he was like, hey, Corey Bayer, I like your... Uh, haircut. I like your haircut. And he's like, is that Tyler Thomas? What is he doing heckling me? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, Tyler. Thanks, I got your Christmas card. Yes. Uh, our Red Bull and Nashville 0-0 ties. Orlando since he's 0-0 tie. Um, I guess... No, that's not... That was wrong. Was it oh, was, I think it's Atlanta beat Montreal. So maybe, yeah. anyway, I don't think Austin was playing Montreal. Maybe they did. One zero Chicago one one over NYCFC. Tie. Oh my gosh, so many FCs. Yeah, and FC Dallas three to one over the Galaxy. That was surprising. Ooh, way to go! And St. Louis expansion team two wins, two games, three one over Charlotte. Crap, it's zero zero with Kansas City. You always want both those teams to lose mm-hmm. at the same time. And San Jose beat Vancouver, so maybe Vancouver isn't is the team that it was. Last but year. I think people are expecting San Jose to be a little bit better. So those were the games around the league, um, and I think uh, there was also some CCL games. A couple of teams got waxed, like we said. Austin got waxed, and there was another one. Who else was playing? Anyway, I can't remember. But there was a couple of MLS teams that got waxed pretty good. Yeah. In the CCL. I think it was Orlando. Ooh. Come on, Crawley update. Yeah. More like, can you make it like a ambulance? (laughs) That's what it's more like. It's kind of like a car accident. I was trying, how do you describe? A continuous car accident. You just, you come on a car accident. You don't want to, you obviously don't want to, maybe you do, hopefully you don't want to see mangled bodies and stuff, but you want to see. But you still want to look. There, Yeah, okay, it's still a crash car. You want to see, ooh. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. It's just like watching a car accident. You just can't turn away. Six games in a row without a victory. It's so weird. Six, uh, six losses in a row. You know, you picking that team is kind of like that movie Sliding Doors. <laughs> you know what I mean? Could've you were been. just, you could, you could be right now <laughs> over the moon. Just like, my team's amazing, guys. Yeah, like, we're, we're one step away from the Premier League. We're, Come on, you We're hatters. about to do it. Not only these certain many teams did this, blah, 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 blah. But now it's just, you know, it's an SNL skit. Just <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Well, let's get some crazy American clowns to run. <laughs> I'm sure they're nice people, but they don't but know anything about you running know, a team. They're not fancy pants. Um, uh, you know, it's, you sound very actors. funny at the moment because, you know, when they first were bought, you were so excited. I was. I was. I mean. You got people promising to increase the budget, add money to the team, which they did. But what you're not expecting them to do is trade away the best players. You they, can't you, say that about a goalkeeper. He is the best player on the team. What you don't. He's Ramondo-esque. Ramondo-esque. So that means that your team sucked, and the only person that could save him was literally the guy that is... So Gillingham is (laughs) not in the relegation zone with two two of Crawley Town's better players. The goalie, 
You want to have a goalie that has experience, right? Mm-hmm. That is so important to control and calm down the back line. And, even, and of course, stop shots. Yeah. And Glenn Morris was that as impactful as he's that important to the team. Tom Nichols, the midfielder, they traded because he was too short. He's so he he what? He was too short. That's why they traded him to Gillingham. Really? Are you serious? I'm totally serious. Because they're um stat guys, they're like money ball players. They got rid of a lot of experienced players and they just don't know what they're doing. They are not Ryan Reynolds. They're not they're not <laughs> they're not starring in any um Oscar-winning movies anytime soon, uh, but it will be a very sad story. We're staring the National League in the face. There's three teams. There's like a six- or nine-point break between the bottom three teams. Uh, Statistically, you're doomed to fail, right? Like once you get bumped down like two, three leagues, it's just a landslide, right? Nobody's really quite recovered from it that. May, it is very difficult. Wrexham's trying to come back and trying to make it up. But you've got Oldham and Knotts County and some other teams. They end up coming back out of the National League is difficult. Mm-hmm. We do still have two games in hand. Good. Against, I think, the other teams have played 35 games. We've played 33. And we're three points away from the drop. Um, wow. So if we win both of those games and we play Hartlepool and Rochdale, I think it's Hartlepool. Mm-hmm. We play the other two teams that are around us in the bottom three. So if we can get those two <laughs> victories with the games in hand and then beat those players, those other teams, it's all in their own hands. But they have just made one horrible decision after another. And, you know, it kinda, it's kind of like um, losing 7 nothing. How's your team doing? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, what, what are, happened there? Um... <sighs> Alicia, my wife liked it because she's a big Jurgen Jurgen Klopp fan. She loves Jurgen. Oh, yeah, Jurgen! It was so unexpected. It was it was one of those where you're just like, whoa, what? Like that doesn't. Okay. You kind of have one of those every every season or two. Yeah, and hopefully it's just a, maybe not seven nothing, but you do get waxed for nothing every once in a while. I hope that's the catalyst for something greater because we were on a tear. Um, realistically, everything was working. Um, and I think it got to us. I think it got to all the players, you know, last year was terrible. This year it's been amazing and they got cocky. And I think now it's going to, you're going to get humbled now. So seven Oh, I mean, I, I thought, it, I thought it was maybe, like a, maybe Liverpool's turned their season around. No, they haven't. Oh. Um, but maybe not. I felt like. I felt like it was just kind of like a like it was a fake it was fake it was fake news like it was like oh does this like happened six years ago like what what do you mean? But yeah, you know who knows Liverpool could be could be on to something. I mean Jurgen Klopp is such an amazing manager. I mean that guy, incredibly smart. Still, you know, buys players you know by the rules, which is incredible because Pep apparently doesn't. Um, but uh, yeah. I think I think uh, right now Premier League is exciting. And if anybody was wondering, it is Rochdale at the bottom. Then, oh, then Crawley oh, Town. Okay, 
Um, Rochdale with 25 points. Um, if you're Crawley listening to this, um, just go to any one of our posts on Instagram and tell us how important <laughs> that was. And Hartlepool at 29. But then you get to Gillingham, 35 points. So there's a six-point gap. Ooh. So it's going to come down to two of the last, those bottom so three if, teams. Probably if they get relegated, relegated, are you going to still buy all their jerseys and stuff? Absolutely. I am a Crawley Town fan. I oh, am going boy. down or up with the ship. Oh, Here we go. It is, yeah, oh. it's going to be brutal. I, there might there might you, be tears. You might need a therapist. Perhaps. That's, <laughs> that goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Leighton Orient is leading League Two with 72 points, and Crowley is in 23rd place with 26. So we're only uh, 46 points away. Oh. <laughs> Off of first. So there's a chance we could win it. Wow. So, yeah. So... Anything on grind my gears between besides um, losing I, seven nothing? Just the number seven. Uh, never loved the number seven. Don't like seven o'clock. It's not lucky uh, either p.m. or a.m. Um, yeah. And just, how did I guess we could? How did Arsenal do? Do we even care? Uh, Tyler's not here. Is he gloating? Be, yeah. Let's. Do see. we look at the standings? Did he win? Oh, they tie. Oh, they tied in the Europa League two to two against Sporting. Wow. Um, that's so amazing. Because the know? Europa League is really important. It's, mo- it's more important than UEFA Champions League, right? I think so. Wait, what, what match just happened? They beat Sporting in the Europa League. And then they also beat Bournemouth 3-2. to two, so. uh, Bournemouth. Uh, actually, wasn't Bournemouth on like a nine-game, um, like where they haven't lost? I think like, they've been playing well. Yeah, they've been... Uh, They've been tying and winning, so that's really cool coming from a team who just barely moved into the Premier League. Well, I don't think that's true because Bournemouth is at the bottom of the table, so I don't think they've been on a tear. Really? Yeah, it might be. But I think someone else was having a good tear there. Like but I don't think it was. something. We're rambling. We are totally rambling, trying to figure out why no one should care about Arsenal. That's our thoughts, right? I, I fully stand by that. I think, I think Arsenal is... Uh, a wash, you know, just uh, like, oh, they're winning. Cool. Are they going to choke? I hope so. They got their five points in the lead. Ooh, that's going to be so fun. It looks like it's going to come down to a two Arsenal and Man City. Manchester United, they had an opportunity to break into the conversation, but then, like we said, they got waxed mm-hmm. by Liverpool, who is climbing up the table. They're up to fifth. Uh, Newcastle is going the other way. Newcastle. I like Newcastle for a little bit uh, because of they had the uh, young man Almiron, Almiron, who played in Major League Soccer with um, Atlanta for a few seasons, and they sold mm-hmm. him to Newcastle. There's some good stories there. Chelsea, tenth <laughs> place, and Brighton in eighth. Love that, right? Yeah, go Brighton. Because uh, their coach from Brighton moved to Chelsea, and then Brighton, uh, Chelsea, or Brighton has continued to climb up the table and. Uh, Chelsea hasn't, so it's an interesting season. Ooh, and Everton's down there. Everton and Leeds, West Ham. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams within six points of the drop. Ooh, wow. Six points for last place, yeah, so it's going to be close. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, we are rambling, so thank you for listening. Even without uh, Tyler, a, I hope, Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, well, you, I hope... Me? Uh, okay. Some higher, high, do we need some finish off with some high pitched Tylerisms? 
What? Oh, no, that didn't sound right. What's another one? What's another one he does? What? He does what? the What? What? Uh, oh, great. come on. Yeah. Ref, you suck. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And I know everybody in the league, so. <laughs> I, I shouted every single person there. Bees. Uh, Killer bees. <laughs> God, I want to lick that mustache. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are rallying. We'll end there and say thank you for listening. And, and see tune you. in next time. Yeah. We'll tune in next time. Also, follow us. We've got uh, a giveaway coming up in March. So follow us on the social Ooh, medias. Yeah. Like, um, rate us, uh, make a comment, you know, especially subscribe. Uh, subscribe. If you like what we're doing, you know, give us a nice five star, rate us on any of those uh, social medias. And we appreciate you listening. Tell your friends. Yeah. I mean, get us out there. We want to we wanna reach the world with our voices and only our voices. And spread the good word of Real Salt Lake. We also have going to have another watch party at Cattleman's, which was, we had a great time. Um, Good food. Great food. Yeah, that was the biggest surprise. I was like, man, this guy knows how to make a burger. Like, that was good, delicious. Really but, good stuff. Yeah, keep listening, and and we'll do our best to support you. You support us. Absolutely. Mono y mono. we got tons of craft to give away, so. Let's do it. We'll see you next time. Later.